I both have um, very busy schedules uh, this week. Uh, we have busy separate schedules. So what we're doing this week is uh, we're going to experiment with the format a little bit. Um, both of us are going to record separate episodes. And in that way, we're going to have a whole week of content for you coming up. So this is uh, going to be our first time really experimenting with uh, what we put out there, you know, in terms of content in terms of you know what we're used to I mean I'm not gonna lie um, we've been hitting kind of a lull and when that happens uh, that's just the perfect time for you know experimentation and that's just um, what goes on in the world I mean like with Netflix uh, it's been all over the news that and this is just for example it's been all over the news that uh, Netflix's stock prices dropped down and that they've had huge layoffs but I believe that this is going to be an era for them where they get to reinvent themselves and figure out who they want to be and who they really are. You know, they've had plans in the past of who um, they wanted to be in terms of a company and what they wanted to put out there. And now, you know, with the success of the Netflix is a joke festival with the success of um, international shows like, you know, money heist and especially squid game. Um, they're going to do some reevaluating, some experimenting, and uh, while nobody's looking, they're going to probably come out with stuff that are, that's just going to bring people back because, you know, they're going to have content that feels like they're truly reading the audience. I mean, when you hit rock bottom, it's like you're back with the every people. So it's a good grounding experiment experience. And in a weird way, uh, ranting about that just makes me want to go into um, the main thing that I streamed this week. Uh, I would love to talk about this with Raph one week, but um, I uh, felt like I needed to put something out right when this uh, movie came out, just so that, you know, we had some, um, we were, were on the momentum and you know, if this movie gets bigger and bigger after this weekend, uh, we hope that, you know, this is the podcast you guys come back to when you want to hear somebody talk in the background about how awesome this movie was. So I'll talk about this with Raph eventually, but for now, you're just going to hear my thoughts on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, I'm just going to give you some like brief thoughts real quick about it. Um, so there's been a lot of going on in the um, newspapers about not newspapers, but the news sites about how this is like the most spiritual successor to who framed Roger Rabbit. And that could not be um, more than true. In fact, I would say from a millennial perspective, this is probably the best spiritual successor to something like even the Lego movie. I mean, um, this and even maybe like uh, some other crossover stuff like Wreck-It Ralph, who I, I'm not going to spoil too much. I might spoil at, at the end of this, but Wreck-It Ralph and this movie share a very specific character that's not Disney. And in both movies, let's say, let's just put it this way. In Chippendale Rescue Rangers, there's a certain character or should I say um, iteration of this character that was also in Wreck-It Ralph, not Disney owned, but in this movie, he actually plays a surprisingly 
bigger role. It's one of those things like in Spider-Man No Way Home, how we thought that the treat of the movie was going to be that we had all three Spider-Men, but the real treat was that they actually had substantial roles in the movie and were not there as Easter eggs. There's a character like that in this movie, and I might, maybe, maybe not get into it later. So there's been a lot about how this is a spiritual successor to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I only saw during the pandemic for the first time. And yeah, they could not be more than right. In fact, this is the first, I would say, almost like parody movie that I've seen in a long time that has actually a really heartfelt story and takes into consideration that we are in the most multi-generational time in history where there's people of different um, backgrounds, different cultures, different age ranges, especially interacting with each other for the first time. So you, it's like Shrek, but there's just way more jokes that are made for everybody. Like they're targeted at different people, but it's, almost as if a whole family can sit in the room and feel like the movie is targeted specifically uh, for them. So what this movie is about is um, Chip and Dale. Um, it's, it's one of those movie tropes where, um, you know, they had a show back in the day, in this case, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And 30 years later to now, they, um, you find out that they've split up. Uh, they've had, you know, creative differences in their lives but they have to come back together so that they can actually be the rescue rangers and solve this crime. And that crime is, um, I don't want to give away too much, but um, if you've ever heard of the movie studio, the asylum, like the people, the people that make like ripoffs of blockbuster movies. Well, there's something like that in this movie. And this movie very cleverly plays on um how there's like, you know, knockoff overseas reboots uh, and even like domestic reboots and remakes of movies. And basically the whole plot has to do with um, saving cartoon characters from becoming bootlegged. So, um, yeah, so through this whole movie, they come back together, they uh, learn to be each other's um, buddies and friends and whatnot again. And yeah, it's, it's basically like, it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's a very basic story. In fact, it feels very much like a throwback movie. Like it reminded me of those movies that would come out in the 80s where it's like you would have... Um, where it's where it's like you would have a like an entire world like like who friend roger rabbit where you would have like this fantastical world and there'd be like one human character um in there to ground the movie like uh the person i could like really um think about that that it's like because um kiki lane is in this movie and kiki lane is um becoming more famous and you know she came out with um if Beale Street could talk uh she played a prominent role in coming to America like the sequel to coming to America and in this role her in this movie she plays a young police officer and 
her role reminds me a lot of, you know, something that like Elizabeth Tate, not Elizabeth, like Leah Thompson or Elizabeth Shue would do like back in the 80s with like Adventures in Babysitting or even like Howard the Duck when you were kind of like the ingenue that brought everything, that brings everything together. So basically she teams up with Chip and Dale and goes to go and solve this crime. Um, so there's various um, animation styles throughout this whole movie. And it's like, who this movie is a lot like Who Frames Are Radio, but it's like taken up a notch. It, it makes fun of video game animation styles. It makes fun of the An Uncanny Valley. It makes fun of motion capture, CGI, hand-drawn, hand puppets. Like it goes the extra step to put every type of animation possible within this world. And the CGI in this movie, a lot of it is not great, but it almost plays into the story. Like if some, some, of, it would, some of it was like too realistic, it would pull away from what the point of this world and the story is, which is like every kind of animation and live action person like living in the same world, you know, hand in hand. Um, I loved this movie a lot. This felt like it would have been a classic if it came out even in like, early 2010s or 2000s. I mean, it needed to come out now so that you could have um, some updated references and jokes. But um, I feel like this movie came out earlier and it came out on theaters. This would have been a hit. This would have been a family movie that, you know, would have been talked about for, you know, years to come and would have influenced more. And, you know, the way this movie is, it would seem, it, 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 it would seem extreme and out of place if like the multiverse wasn't such a hot, um trope in movies now so that the fact that that's such a hot idea in movies kind of makes this movie um easier to swallow but um yeah while i was watching this movie um yeah it's like even though like i would have loved this to come out a time come out at a time when it um it could have become a, it could have became a theatrical classic um, the thing that I'm most impressed about with this movie is that it really does take into account how much crossover there is now with what people talk, like with what people do, like when it comes to anybody that like works with kids, it's like anybody that works with kids now can understand that everybody's references are really all over the place. Like there is, you know, like a mainstream, um, there, there still is a mainstream. There still are things made for the modern, you know, broad audience uh, kind of person. But like, yeah, anybody that's working with kids now, it's like you'll meet one that knows a lot about the 60s, one kid that knows a lot about the 80s, one that knows about anime, one that knows about Marvel, one that knows about rock music, one that knows about rap. And all of them, because content is so easy to access now, Oh yeah, and some kids like grow up with literally just internet memes all day, all day. And these memes are actually introducing kids to like a lot of like older content. And the way that um, nostalgia used to work would be maybe you look back 10 or 20 years in the past and that's where everybody would focus on when they want to feel nostalgic for something. Well, now nostalgia is like all over the place. People are looking back to the forties and stuff and kids nowadays are experiencing all of that as if it's their own, not like they're looking back on something 
old, like because everything is on YouTube, everything is on Spotify or like some streaming service and just kind of mixed in with everybody. Everyone is experiencing content from different eras and different points in history and different points in pop culture as if it was their own, as if it's modern. Not like they're looking back on like a fonder time or a time they wish they existed. And this movie takes that into consideration in a big, in a big way, you know, no, you know, it thanks in no small part to, you know, Lonely Island, which had a big part in um, this movie. Uh, John Mulaney, of course. Uh, John Mulaney is famously a comedian that, you know, has uh, an old soul sensibility to what he does, but tries to bring it to modern day. And Lonely Island basically um, got their fame from being the first um, people that brought that, like, internet all over the place crossover humor to a broad audience with SNL and with their music videos on uh, YouTube. So this almost feels like a, not a compilation, but it feels like it's this movie, it feels like this movie brings in their careers in like probably the biggest way possible so far. It's like the first movie I've seen where I don't, I don't even know what the exact word is, but it's like when, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see like Eddie Murphy doing like family. It's like, it's like when Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams started doing family movies where, you know, critics said what they did at the time, but it was the first time they were able to bring their sense of humor into something with a broad audience. And this feels like it's the first time with Lonely Island and John Mulaney where they're taking their, you know, more fringe humor that got bigger and bigger over the years and really filtered it into something that I think will attract broad family audiences for years and years to come and do it in an authentic way. Like a big part of the audience of this movie will be people who grew up with The Lonely Island, who grew up with John Lane, who grew up with, you know, Chippendale Rescue Rangers and all the cartoons referenced in this movie. And it's, it's like, it's probably the first time I'm seeing something family friendly from them that doesn't feel forced, that feels like it's just a natural part of their evolution. So that's basically all I've got to say about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, it's hopefully the kind of movie that'll bring everybody together. It's definitely a good family-friendly movie, but it also feels like a movie where, you know, um, everybody watching this movie in their living room will feel like the movie is targeted towards them. And I would even argue that years from now, they should do what Hocus Pocus did, which is um, bring when Disney brought Hocus Pocus back to theaters and it was bigger than ever. Um, I don't know. I just think that just because this would have been a great movie to have certain reactions, to see certain reactions with like, with an audience too, because like this, this movie actually brought me back to when the first Shrek movie came out or even Shrek 2, which I'm just going to spoil one thing real quick. Uh, they make a, like a passing but really funny um, substantial reference to a Shrek body wash 
And that was something I actually specifically wanted as a kid. Um, Cause I remember, um, I think it was dial. They were doing a lot of like for kids soaps and stuff. That used to be a big thing, like soap for kids. I don't know why that was like licensed body wash. It's still a big thing now, but I remember it being like really big in the early two thousands. And the fact that this got brought up like 20 or so years after I even thought about the existence of that, and it plays a substantial part in this movie. It's like this movie is it's just references like that. And like I would have loved to see that in a theater and had the same experience that I had as a kid watching Shrek and Shrek 2 for the first time, which is everybody's watching a family movie and just getting thrown off once in a while by, you know, the movie featuring references you didn't think was going to be there. Like, I thought the pop culture reference movie was dead, and this movie um, completely proved me wrong. So that was my thoughts on uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, I'm going to talk with Raph about it uh, at some point. Uh, you'll get to hear his thoughts on what he saw this week, hopefully uh, something about Halo uh, he mentioned. So, uh, yeah, that's this week's. That's Mike's thoughts. Mike's Rants, whatever we want to call it, on what we stream. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker. Um, did I say iHeartRadio? Yeah, I did. Um, Overcast, Audible. Yeah, those are the main ones, but everybody has Spotify. So you should listen to us on Spotify. If not, go straight to uh, anchor.fm. Look for what we stream. Uh, you should be able to find our um like our personal URL there. And yeah, thanks for hanging with us and uh, catch you guys next week. Peace.